for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, let's get right into it. Let's talk about some movies we've seen. You know, it's funny on like other podcasts I have, I've been flagged okay, here we go. by. Uh, yeah. brag. <laughs> I've been flagged from Spotify to like take down episodes because of they have too much like licensed music in it. And that one we played basically twenty five seconds of the whole song. Ben yeah, sounds so much song, like yeah, it sounds so much like I. I mean, I can't tell them apart. It just it's funny to me. I guess that AI is getting more advanced than I think. And then on these other podcasts, you're just. You're just saying like, here's my new album, and you're playing like the Beatles White Album and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, this is my original music. I hope you like it. Um, Robert, well, what movies have you seen? Well, now I don't know if a 12 minute documentary on Disney Plus counts as a movie, but I did watch this just before the record, and it's uh, a little thing on Disney Plus called Then and Now. It's like the Beatles' final song. Uh, I've heard heard some basically about. There was a You've John heard this Lennon song on track my, that, on one of my podcasts, right? You heard this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, one of mine. It said, yeah. uh, it said produced by Andrew Takahashi. Yeah. Um, the, I guess that Yoko Ono had a demo that John had worked on at one point, and that got passed on to the, at the time, the the remaining three Beatle, Beatles members. Um, and then after George Harrison passed away, they kind of shelved it. And since then... Uh, Peter Jackson had developed some technology that can really pull apart every single piece of um, audio in a track and isolate them really well, uh, which is he used a lot on um, that Get Back documentary, which is really great, uh, that that Beatles documentary. Um, So they used it to produce what will technically be their final song as a band because they have George Harrison's guitar work that he had been working on before his passing. And then the original John Lennon vocals that are now isolated completely and sound nice and crisp. And uh, and then at the very end, they don't play the song. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have not heard this song. I guess I'm glad it wasn't like an hour long documentary that, that didn't also play the song. But I was a little bummed out and was like, you got the rights to you've got Beatles content on here and you can't slap it on the end of your 12 minute docs. You don't so. think that's going to be like a thing that they try and like push as like a hey on like. February 2nd we're going to Groundhog Day they're going to usurp the Mm. Groundhog and put out the new Beatles album or the new Beatles song I guess like don't you think they kind of want that to be like a big release separate from like hey at the end of this Disney Plus thing well I would say so except that right now you can type into YouTube then and now and you'll find uh, at 3.2 million views on the Beatles account the official song oh well fuck me rather unceremoniously it's out there completely there's no real reason um that, that is weird. Have. That is weird. I don't know. I just think it's kind of an odd thing. It's not like, I don't know. I don't know. And do you want? Like, do you want to hear this? Do you want to hear the song now, love? You'll have to go to an official YouTube page. <laughs> do they? So, does Disney own the rights to everything 
Beatles in perpetuity. Like maybe they just don't want to have to take that down if they or like they oh, probably I see. just don't want to pay every time you know somebody watches it in order to have that music. In I there. don't know. I thought maybe so, but I don't know. What, I'd also don't know if like if Paul and and Ringo would be like super litigious about. I don't. I don't know how it all works. Maybe maybe there is something behind the scenes I'm just not aware of. But I thought it was an odd choice. Legally, you would never want to set it up for an individual because their estate will eventually get it and it, like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> yeah, as long as the, as the House of Mouse has it in their hands, I yeah. trust it. <laughs> That's where I'm coming from. Um, outside of that, I um, finished up October with a few more spooky movies. I watched one called Skinamarink, which I'd heard about, I think it came out last year. Uh, and that's a Skinama stink from me. Oh Ooh. my goodness. It's too long. It's mostly silence or very little uh, audio, just kind of like a kind of fuzzy sort of like background noise. And the plot is essentially that these kids wake up in their house and their dad is gone and the lights won't turn on and all the doors and windows have disappeared and things start to like slowly disappear and change and act weird. There's a doll floating into the ceiling and such, but um, I I see what they were going for. It feels like a nightmare you would have as a kid that you would wake up and and your parents gone and things are strange and creepy but it did not need to be as long as it was it had a few punctuations of had like little a few little jump scares here and there but it basically amounted to like a really loud noise all of a sudden for no reason or it cuts to some face and it's freaky for a second and it just didn't feel earned and i maybe i think it might have been based on a short and i feel like it just should have stayed a short I, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was like a 30 minutes tops movie. I um, I think it would be really funny if you just didn't have your audio cord plugged in all the way, because I remember watching a movie over at Steve's house one time, Sunshine. Uh, it's like a sci-fi movie. They're the Danny Boyle, in, yeah. The Flying Into the Sun. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, um, I, I want to rewatch <clears throat> that with Jamie because she hasn't seen that in a bit. I want to rewatch it sometime because when we watched it, the like one color was not showing up correctly. Yellow on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can't see a goddamn it, thing. It seemed like it was very purple. So uh, what would that be? You'd have the the red and the the blue, <laughs> and not the green. Is that how it goes? I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But anyways, one color was missing, and like I grew to kind of like it. And then <laughs> I think I saw a clip later. Oh, that's not uh, what the movie's that, supposed to look like. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty boring, actually. Like, why this did they is pretty they boring? Did it, <laughs> they did it normally. It wasn't like uh, a a thing that they were going for. That was just a color that was missing on the TV." Well, you owe it to yourself to watch the true vision. I would say no. Yeah, that is one that is it's genuinely on my list. Is one that um, that, uh, Jamie wants to rewatch. Um, I watched one that I liked a lot more called uh cobweb and i want to look up the people in the movie starring lizzie kaplan and anthony star anthony star for homelander from the boys oh um i would like to see that guy in more things to see if he's like always going to be creepy to me or if uh well this oh, wouldn't be the movie for it because <laughs> yes, the, the plot is very much, there is a twist, but there is very much hinges on like these parents are hinky and you're kind of like wondering the whole time, like, why is this kid having nightmares? And 
hearing things in the house and the, the parents have sort of a sinister air about them. Um, they may, maybe they are sinister, but there's also maybe something more going on. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, really goes wild in the, the last third the final act. And, uh, it's, it's got a Busey in there. I think it's a, it's the Busey grandson. And as soon as he's on screen, you see those chiclet teeth, you know, it's <laughs> some of those teeth flash up. You're like, there can only be one family. I'm the high hair in the house. Um, <laughs> creepy uh i mean he's not a not a creepy kid he's a, he's a he's a good kid but uh it was a good to, hey good to see the the traditional live love abuse in there um but i enjoyed that one i recommend that one Rewatched my beloved barbarian with uh some friends who'd never seen it did, did you hear that's getting turned into a video game i did and based on the company making it I imagine it would be an asymmetrical multiplayer, but I kind of mm. hope not. I would rather it be like an alien isolation where mm. you're sort of just hiding in, in places from, a, I hope it's, some, I hope it's actually like, it's like antagonist. a, re- I hope it's like a real estate tycoon type of game where you're Justin long trying to <laughs> sell the house flipping. Yeah. I want like a, I want like a sim sim like Detroit. It's but like you have to make negotiations based on the basement being inhabited by a monster, but like mm. you don't have to deal with it. You just have to like, like convince people to buy it even though look a monster will it will only come out at night you, if you just lock the bedroom door when you're using the airbnb it should be fine <laughs> um yeah i i that is a weird move but if it means that zach Krager makes a few bucks and can keep making cool movies i'm i'm for it even though it seems like even an odd choice for for a video game i was gonna adaptation. I, I was gonna bring it up as an example of max you're talking about whether or not homelander you could ever see him in a thing and not be a creep uh, mm-hmm. Alexander Skarsgård is a great version yeah. of that. Where like you just or is it is it Bob? Uh, which one is in? Uh, it's, oh, it's Barbarian. not Alexander. Yeah, it's the other, the other Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Which is great because there's also that line in the movie of like, oh, if I you know if I had been your version, you knocked the door, I wouldn't let you. And he's like, why do I look like some sort of monster? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like Pennywise from that movie <laughs> from a few years ago. Um, I do. I did like that little meta thing even though like i think a lot of people are like oh he's a very attractive guy but he's also been he's been a creep creep in so many things and a believable creep in so many things yeah 100 percent uh so rewatch that i had never seen the hugh jackman von helsing so i threw that on and i thought it was very silly but pretty watchable um i think some of the effects actually looked good like when the the brides are flying around and they're like kind of all like lily white bat women i was like oh this looks pretty fun i like what they look like and then they do the there was a real trend in like the early 2000s where like monsters in a lot of movies had the big stretchy mouth yeah only movie i really i'm i give a pass is mummy the mummy with brendan fraser because i think it looks good when emo tep shoots all the flies out and all that shit the the guards mouth stretches out but they just overcut you overused and everything so that kind of stuff didn't look good but. I remember that being so bad in I Am Legend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I Am Legend, and I think, has that. Well, yeah, they do kind of get kind of stretchy, the, the infected people or whatever. Um, uh, is but Van I, Hels- I, overall, was that? Van Helsing has Kate Beckinsale in it, right? It's Beckinsale as well. Yeah. She's like the she's the the matriarch of the town or whatever who's kind of destined to keep fighting Dracula back. I'm, like, I'm trying to think if I've seen this movie and it I feel like, like you would remember, but maybe not. Yeah. It's got it's got a werewolf in there. It's got a Frankenstein in there. In fact, Dracula's trying to like find Frankenstein because he's like, oh like he will he the power the 
Dr. Frankenstein brought the monster alive, and if I can figure out how to harness that, then I can make a bunch of vampire babies and take over the planet. Um, and Frankenstein looks cool. I love how he looks. At one point, he gets punched in the face, and like this side of his face and the dome of his head like flop open, and he has to like push it back down. And there's green electricity like coursing in it and stuff. That happens it's, it's to a fun. That happens look. to Doctor Frankenstein in the movie. No, that happens to Frankenstein's monster. Oh, okay. Sorry. Frankenstein's um, monster's name is Frankenstein as well. Huh? Yeah, that or the fucking monster or whatever. Ne- you guys, it- don't be so pedantic. Frankenstein's a think- fucking Nepo baby? Is that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. He's Frankie Jr. <laughs> Frankie um, Jr. I, I, so I, I, I keep confusing. I'm trying to think if I've seen it, and I keep confusing it with Hansel and Gretel, which I think came out around the oh, same time. It's similar where it's like um, kind of feels like amped up, you know, like he goes and visits like the friars and um uh oh god what's freaking boromir's uh brother faramir oh, faramir yeah he he's like a friar and he has like this swoopy corny hair but he has to go with he's like arming him with all this cool stuff and then he's like oh you actually have to go with him he's like oh fuck i don't want to do that i'm a little monk but he does and yeah his cool weapon is like an air powered like multi shot crossbow that's like just like he can just like fire like a million fletches at one time. It's really awesome. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I know it's corny. And I think if I had seen it at the time, I probably wouldn't like, ooh, stinky. But I just thought it was kind of fun and it had a bunch of different monsters in it. And I don't know. I, I liked that. All right. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, you know, I watched a couple things I had seen before, like The Fly and, and Sinister. But um, I rewatched The Frighteners, the Peter Jackson mm. film with uh, Michael J. Fox. And that is such a weird fun film i really enjoy that one um why is his name escaping me jeffrey colmes is who from reanimator is Mm -hmm. in it and he is such a weird twitchy freak and i love it he's really giving um who's the other guy who's a great twitchy freak also from lord of the rings uh worm tongue uh oh i don't know why i can't think of his name right this second but um you know what i'm talking about but um, no, he's really weird and then is revealed to be extra weird by the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, the the effects in some of it are not good. Like I like the way the ghosts and stuff look, but there's like a Grim Reaper character that like jumps from house to house and kind of slithers around. And it's just like a weird, it's a weird look. Like the actual like, almost like the material he looks like he's made of is odd and just didn't fully work for me. Which is a shame because I think there's some other effects and stuff that are good. There's a gross part where he's got like three ghost friends from different eras. And there's one called like the judge. He's like an old gunslinger whose jaws hanging off. And there's a confrontation at a museum and he sees a sarcophagus and then jumps inside of it and starts humping the bones. You see him pumping in and out of it. Was um, there a Busey in that movie too? There is a Busey and there's a Jake Busey Jake in that. Busey, yeah. So that's another, another Busey connection is Halloween. Um, but I like that one. I think that's worth checking out and it's fun to see. Uh, Michael J. Fox in, I mean, I've, I watch Back to the Future all the time, so mm. fun to see him in a different role. Uh, Brad Dorif is... Uh... Brad Dorif, thank you so much. Yes, he's got some Brad Dorif vibes going on. Um, and then I felt it was appropriate, I think the last thing I watched on October 31st, before I went to Betty Buy, and leading into Dia de los Muertos was Coco, Pixar movie. Uh, felt appropriate had, to watch. Had a cup of cocoa at the same time. I almost, I almost cup watched that last night. I was. It's yeah. great. God, it's still so love great. it. That really 
killed me in the theaters mm-hmm. um and it's still an awesome movie and uh so sweet and a little spooky because there's skeletons around yeah uh and that is what i've seen max what about you I uh, I've only seen a couple. I rewatched uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse to get ready for Across the Spider Verse, which I still haven't watched. <laughs> wow! Um, but when are you gonna? Yeah. Are you watching that soon or just? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it soon. Um, just okay, hurry up. Netflix or something like that. I'll get to. Oh, it. that's true. It did just. You're right. It did just come out on Netflix. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Watching... You still support Netflix? Okay. I. <laughs> Even though I knew it came out on there because I have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'm watching it there, but it did come out on Netflix. Um, yeah. Oh, time to pirate this. But yes, Into the Spider-Verse, great movie. All, always fun to watch. It's good to go back and see it again. I think there were some things that I forgot about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, quite an amazing movie. So good, and I can't wait till you watch. You, you hadn't seen it before, right? You hadn't seen that, the new one yet? No, I haven't. I, I started it but um there was a bad audio mix one of the colors is missing or yeah (laughs) one of your wires on your netflix machine right yeah yeah exactly um Uh, man it's it's somehow i think it's i think it's uh better than the first first one it's a gorgeous gorgeous movie i would i would would say that the main complaint i've heard about across the spider-verse is that people didn't go into it knowing it's a part one so i think that and now you've spoiled it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm sorry. No, I I heard that too, and I just don't really. I it's not a criticism of mine because to me it's well. It you also knew enough... going. You knew going into it, it was a part one. Um, I don't think I did. We've talked about it many times leading up to the movie that it's a part one. So, uh, well, shut... it wouldn't be a part one. It's a part two. Huh? Because it's a it's the sequel to another movie, but it's a part one of a story, and would that would finish when like it's like it's, it's like yes, it's it, like what, it's what a is, cliffhanger to what the is end game part two or is it part fifteen? Good good question. Uh, Let's make the rest of the podcast about this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think you're right, Drew. Uh, but I, I no, I, but I had heard uh, yeah that complaint, and I just don't. To me, it didn't. I, I heard some people be like, "That ruins it for me." It's like really, like it doesn't. It ties yeah, up enough I, stuff to be its own movie, and. I, it I just think, got me hyped for the next one. I so. think it's a silly complaint for people who are like, "Oh, it didn't. It sucks because of this." It's a great movie, and it didn't ruin the movie for me. But yeah, yeah. To me, promising another Spider-Man into the or yeah. Spider-Verse beyond the Spider-Verse right. is what it's I, called. Thank you. <laughs> I walk out of there being like, "Yes, there will be another one." But whatever. Uh, I'm excited to watch it, and now I know that it's a part two. Yeah, I, I knew yeah. that before, but. So you don't have to rage when it says yeah. that. I um, still might, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also watched the menu. Which? What did I, you think? I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was so, like a little hyped yeah. up for me, and I liked it, but I didn't. I wasn't like going crazy about it. So. Yeah, it's a uh, a little bit full of, full of itself. I think it's trying to make some points that you can't make with the big Hollywood movie uh, effectively. And um, I think it's got some weird judgments in it that of like the worth of a person. Um, and, uh, but it's interesting and it's, it's a well-made movie, you know, like competently created. Um, but I think the, the premise itself is a little bit. I, I've got a hot take about that movie and I'm trying to, tiptoe around it for folks that uh, there's uh, how about this there's drew have you seen it are you seeing it 
I have not seen it. Not a big deal, but they, they feature a burger in the movie. What and the you f- guys know I'm a big fan. But um, the the prompt is like, make me a basic burger. And in my opinion, it still looks way too like fancy mm-hmm. and like a place you would get it. Like it'd be like $18 at a brew pub or something. And I was like, I want it to be like a Dick's cheeseburger. I want it to be like a basic ass burger that tastes good because it's like that nostalgic thing. So everyone was like, oh my God, that burger looks so good. And for me, I think it looked a little too much. I think they, I think you're showing all this amazing food and I feel like that part they didn't nail. Just my opinion. It's a hot take, hot off the grill. Hot off the grill. Should have been one patty. <laughs> I agree. I, I was really shocked when there, when two patties <laughs> came out. <laughs> that did not make sense. She said basic. Holy sh- it made me almost as mad as the Spider-Man movie not being uh, its own <laughs> film, <being> part one. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've seen, though. Just those two. Uh, the only, How about you, Andrew? The only movie I've seen is parts of Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. I'm uh, getting ready to watch Dead Reckoning any any day now, and uh, it was on Ooh. TV, so I was happy to sit and watch parts of it earlier today. Which parts so. did you watch? I watched um, the interrogation scene where they, or not the interrogation the fight. Scene. I watched the bathroom fight, of course. Ooh, baby! Um, I watched the scene where the um, they find out about Henry Cavill. Uh, in case somebody hasn't seen the movie, I don't want to give away too much, but the whole yeah, they find out he's an actor in that yeah. World. That he has a fucking mustache. Ooh, <laughs> he looks ooh. he looks great. Hey, I mean I'm I mean I'm biased, but I think a mustache looks great, and I think he looks great with that stash. Yeah. So. Um, just the scene with uh, Benji in a mask, and then uh, I won't say too much more. But um, yeah, that whole action scene, and then my personal favorite scene is him chasing uh, Tom Cruise, chasing Henry Cavill, and then him like stopping and Benji be like, "Why? Where are you go? Keep going." He's like. Benji, I'm jumping out a window, and he had it in 2D, and he puts it in 3D and sees that he's like three mm-hmm. stories up, and it's just like, oh, it's like my man, you're like the tech guy, yeah, you on top of this shit. I, I like, um, and I believe, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just, I love that. I love that scene. I think that's like, it's genuinely Tom Cruise being very funny. Uh, and that's also, I think it's traditional that if if someone is harmed, not fatally, that they normally keep it in the film, and that is the jump where. I think he breaks his ankle. Yeah. I think they kept that take in the film. So that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I did hear a, a story about hot rod where like, uh, one of the stunt he guys actually fell down that hill all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, one of the stunt guys, you know, yeah. the stunt where he goes up off the bike and he lands like back first on the ramp. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was an outtake. And that stunt guy was like seriously hurt. But like after it, like, as they're like checking on him, what's up? I, I told you that. Oh, you did? Originally. I oh, don't know, okay. you might have I think someone seen else did. it somewhere else later, but But yeah, that like <laughs> they had to like he was like is that in the movie? And they're like, "Yes, it's in the movie." <laughs> Just like that's great. <clears throat> I think he like he shattered his femur, which is yeah. really tough to do. Yeah. Damn. It's really, <laughs> really tough, tough to do. He's like, "Whoa, I did it." <laughs> Little like Xbox <laughs> accomplishment like... thing comes up and just like an achievement. <laughs> rare. It's ultra <laughs> rare. It's a it's like the biggest bone in the body. Rod, very but... tough. Uh, yeah. All right, that is it for what I've seen for movies, guys. Let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Robert, what uh, televisions? 
are you watching? Uh, I I think the only TV I've seen is um is uh, uh Loki, um and I'm current on that, and I think the new episode comes out. I think it's out now yeah. as of this record, but it ended it ended on quite a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Um, also weird because it's as it, I saw like a thing. You know they do like they'll do like a mid season trailer, and I think I saw that come up on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was like. Well, if it's a six-episode series, then episode three would have been the mid the mid season. Yeah. So this is this is the you know penultimate ultimate you know episode or whatever. But yeah. does have or, a big a big to do in it, and uh, I'm interested to see where they go with it because I I really there's just nothing to go off of honestly. It really just leaves you hanging. So uh, not unlike a certain spider movie, but um, but what if, uh, what if there were eight episodes, two secret episodes coming out at the end? Two secret episodes that would be bad marketing in my opinion on their <laughs> part um and i am worried that because of the strikes and the fact that this has all been in the can for a while that they're still going all in on the kang stuff i've heard some scuttlebutt on the internet the last couple of days is that there was a retreat a retreat and the marvel people were like hey we should maybe like uh, uh pivot to dr doom maybe be funny if like Kang was like, ha ha, I did it. I took over the planet. And then Dr. Doom, like from behind us punches him through the face and <laughs> is like, I'm here. I'm the new villain. I'd be fine with it. It's just like, it's in, um, it's in like the, the title crawl too. It's like Avengers Kang dynasty. And just like, and it's like Kang's head being thrown through and it's just changed to uh, Doom dynasty. <laughs> yeah. Just, it just, yeah. It starts out zoomed in on Kang's head and then zoomed out and he's just being held up by Dr. Doom. Dippy headed. Uh, I don't know what, their plan is I, I I think a lot of people are feeling the fatigue. I, I don't have like superhero fatigue. I just want good superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't care about watching superhero movies. I think they're fun, but they have mm-hmm. to be good. Yeah. And I, I think, think since the pandemic, all the connected stuff and shows and things feel like homework. It, it's hard for the average person. And even for people that, that like the material, it, it feels like so much pressure to be like, oh shit, wait, I need to watch Secret Invasion because Fury is going to be in the Marvels and blah, 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 and it's just it's so much we've we've lamented a million times about it but that's all like of I've seen. Loki's been fun. I feel like like a lot more fun than Secret I Invasion really, was. Oh oh one thousand percent yes. I mean I thought Secret Invasion was pretty bland but I, I think the I just like so far I liked the first season of Loki so much more. I thought it was more interesting and also guess what it was kind of focusing on Loki. And in this one, it feels like it's done uh, more characters and there's some fun people in there. But it, it's sort of like when you're not honing in on the, the titular character, it, it's odd to me. Um, also it feels love, more like I didn't love the McDonald's ad. You probably liked it. but <laughs> I thought it was a little much. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It's it's fine to be like they're in a I mean, they could have had it just be any burger place. It didn't have they to be McDonald's, but they could have. It didn't. But uh they wanted to do a tie-in. I am a sucker. They, I liked the little, the brief, uh, in the stores they had like on their kiosks, like playing all these different movies and shows that talked about and featured McDonald's. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun because it's so ubiquitous. But um, hey, it's two big companies shaking each other's hands and saying, shaking hey, each make each other extra, may, maybe a little more than shaking each other's hands, but uh, making each other some money uh, could have been anything else. And uh, yeah, again, we'll we'll see what they do. Max. Well, uh, I haven't watched much. Let's see. The uh, long list is just Miracle Workers. I haven't even finished the season, season three. But is that the Daniel Radcliffe one? Yes, Steve Buscemi as well. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. I recommend it. 
I've, I've talked about it before, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. uh, like each season is set in a completely different, um, like Nine period. Scene. Or, it's yeah. like, like, everything is disconnected. It's just got the same actors and they're like somewhat sometimes filling similar roles. There's an interesting one. Cause like Steve Buscemi plays God in the first, uh, season. And then the third season is just a, um, is just it, like a Western and it like has nothing to do with religion or afterlife or anything like that. But there is one scene where he's like Steve Buscemi's up on the roof and like, speaking to Daniel Radcliffe who, who's a reverend uh through the uh the vents and or through the chimney and it's like he's got again yeah sort of. he's like I'm talking to you and there are a couple other references there from the the first season through right, Steve Buscemi pre- pretending like he's God but other than that there's like no reference to any of the other stuff except that like the the love story is usually between Daniel Radcliffe and I should look up who it is uh but the the main lady in there um yeah but oh, every turn on makes you look like the hologram and blade runner right now <laughs> yeah because i'm completely nude and i've heard that uh, daniel radcliffe has billboard a one but sure i heard daniel uh, radcliffe has a bit of a thing with the uh, lady in black excuse me he was in a yeah. he was in a play called the lady in black yeah a movie a movie oh, okay. oh he might have done a play version too but i like that movie all right it was fun I've never seen it. Guys, uh, he did that right? <laughs> Geraldine, yes, yes. Geraldine Viswanathan is the uh, name <laughs> name of the actress. Uh, she's, what else did I, I think I saw, she did a voice in that Rumble movie where it's like an animated thing by the WWE where mm. about a big, like, big monster, kaiju battles. Mm-hmm. But it has a bunch of other people that you would recognize. Uh, the most recent se- season had Quinta Brunson in it, which is pretty cool, playing uh, Steve Buscemi's daughter. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's it's uh, it's enjoyable. It's funny. It's uh, well acted, and uh, everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Radcliffe is going all the way in, always. <laughs> pretty he good. always he's, is. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love his output. It just makes me happy that he's doing so much other things that will hopefully eclipse Harry Potter at some mm-hmm. point. So, Yeah. I I feel like there was some... Um, something I saw at one point, like, talking about how the Harry Potter kids, like, were set up to really just become really fucked up people, mm-hmm. being so famous, so young. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they really were so it for a while. And all of them have just, like, kind of been really cool so far well yeah i mean like i think daniel radcliffe uh, did have like like an alcohol problem for a little bit i, I right? believe him so. and Bruber grant both had some substance abuse issues which yeah. you know it happens to even non-kid actors but they seem uh, like well-balanced good people versus like just like fucking like entitled assholes mm-hmm. yeah it feel it feels like it's hopefully at this point we can say they've come out the other side and are are in a better space so yeah that's good yeah but that's all i've seen just that one um, I am watching Upload on Amazon Prime, which is mm-hmm. maybe reaching a point of diminishing returns with its third season now. Um, I don't know. There's something to a ubiquitous large corporation owning everything and a revolt happening against that corporation airing on a streaming platform owned by Amazon that's a little like 
self-indulgent mm-hmm. like hey how bad can we be we're airing something like this it's just like eh, you know it's a little feels like a little the um, jerk offy but it's fun i i still like it it's um i'm kind of hoping season three is the last one but who knows it's uh, uh, it reminds me of like adam scott and severance on apple where it's like oh you work for this company that you know doesn't let you remember anything that happened when you worked there and you it tireless and they can make you do whatever you want and stuff yeah. and it's like this is a little ironic mm-hmm. uh interesting stuff yeah the same feeling that i got from i am a virgo watching it also on prime yeah just being like yeah just, that doesn't belong here and they know it but yeah. they really don't care um it's, also- it's like also like like selling uh buttons or whatever for for both candidates <laughs> you yeah. know just yeah, like yeah, make yeah. money it doesn't matter just fucking do it yeah they're um, like fight the man right guys right <laughs> I'm also rewatching Pushing Daisies. Um, nice. Very good show. I was just in watching it. It's just like, I can't believe this aired on ABC. Like it just, it it is such a, it's a show that feels like it was made for streaming, but like aired in 2007. And it's just like, it's, it just felt like a show that is too strange to have been on TV for two seasons, but it was, I, I don't remember if it ends up, getting a finished story if they're just kind of like it got canceled you know before it could finish but it's really good i mean i it's very interesting fucking lee pace is so fucking handsome mm-hmm. um chai mcbride as like the detective in it is is always fun so yeah fun show. have you watched this is different it's off topic but uh have you watched foundation with lee pace no, I there's a bunch of Apple TV stuff that I'm like waiting to just like sign up for a couple months and then just like binge everything. But that's that's one of them. I haven't seen it yet. Gotcha. You like it? Um I think it is uneven and there are parts that I like about it and then parts where I'm like this feels kind of um phony, phoned in. I don't know what this what they call it. It feels cheap in a way mm-hmm. it feels like it, you know like i don't know but i would will probably watch some more eventually i think i just made it through season one sure but there might even be a couple episodes that i haven't seen there yeah um and then the other thing i've been watching is since uh, matthew perry passed away i've been watching some episodes of friends and that was sad it was really a bummer just um i don't need to talk too much about it because i think most people have probably talked about it but like i don't particularly like friends is not a thing that i go to as like a thing that i watch for its quality it's kind of like a comfort show you know like Mm. it just is on all the time and just kind of like i'll just put it on as like a thing in the background um but it was a you know like when the news of his passing came it's just like it was it's sad whenever anybody kind of tragically passes away uh but when it was like somebody who had been through so much and you kind of felt like maybe had come out the other end um to then like pass away not from you know the things that had troubled him for so long uh was was hard it was tough but Hmm. um you know it's 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 weird because like again as friends not being a show that i particularly love i've watched so much of it that it feels like i spent a lot of time with all these characters and 
So it just it was sad to hear that uh, he had passed away. It's kind yeah. of interesting how much of a cultural phenomenon it was, and I'm also surprised how many uh, how many people who who have learned English as a second language yeah. cite Friends as being yeah. like their study guide. Yeah, it was just such like it was not just a U.S. thing; like it was a globally popular show. Which for a show that's just about living in New York, like it's really there's not there's not mass appeal to it. It's just like these are six people who live in a, like three apartments kind of nearby each other. They all have jobs, but they're always just sitting in a coffee shop. It's yeah, why couldn't have it been Frasier? I didn't say that right. And also it doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter. But yeah, um, so yeah, just watch some Friends episodes. I almost uh, we're gonna transition to the movie that we watched for this week. I almost switched it to a Matthew Perry movie just to watch it but i was like i don't other than like 17 again like i don't know that he's in a lot of like really like funny or even like super watchable movies like i think like the whole nine yards was okay but like then there's the whole 10 yards and that wasn't very good but um so i i thought about it i thought about switching to 17 again but instead why don't we get into what we watch for this week, which is streaming on Prime and other streaming platforms, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, 50, 50. 50, 50. AKA Ferrari, F50. Break it down. Uh, that was, I don't fucking care. It was supposed to, it's, hey, it's, <laughs> hey, everybody, it's 50, AKA Ferrari, f F50. So, anyways, 50-50, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, Anna Kendrick, Angelica Houston, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, and written by Will Reiser, Paul Reiser's cousin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, this is a uh, almost true-to-life story of Will Reiser's uh, bout with cancer, um, including the fact that his best friend was Seth Rogen. So, that was also a... <laughs> bit of reality sprinkled in this movie. So wait, Rogan was playing himself? Rogan is basically playing himself, yeah. Huh. The guy who just wanted to fuck everyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so before we talk about plot stuff, would you guys recommend people watch 5050? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's I had seen it a couple times before, I believe, and um I liked seeing it again. It's obviously uh it, it's it's definitely got, you know, some good comedy in there, but it's also uh, dramatic and uh, definitely gets sort of sadder as it goes on. And um, yeah, I thought it was good. I think it's uh, I think it's worth a watch. Max, I had seen it before too, and um, I I remember liking it. And this time, like I wasn't too into the first half, and then the second half absolutely fucking wrecked me. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know if that had everything to do with the movie or just some similarities to uh, my own life. But mm -hmm. um, I think that was mainly it. And, yeah. And it kind of sucked to watch and it takes place in Seattle. I am. I didn't even think about that. I'm really sorry. That didn't even occur to me that I, I should have either like, I, <laughs> I should have either like remembered and like, and that I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot 
uh, like the details of the plot. Yeah. And I knew going in, like this could be bad, but then it was closer than I thought it yeah, would be. I, especially uh, being Seattle. And yeah. Being, I'm really like, located sorry. in the back. It, it's okay. You know, I got through it and it's, you know, emotions that I should be dealing with, but uh, I guess I, but yeah, I needed, it, I didn't need to like introduce that into your, into your day without like, <laughs> I, I, that I totally forgot about all that. I'm really sorry. Now I'm trying to think of what my movie's going to be so I can get both of your asses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, about yeah. A, oh, is there like a movie about a dog that has cancer or something? Fuck. That would be fun, right? Fuck. Um, yeah, I would say that in terms of, I like the movie a lot. I think that there's a particularly mean spirited portion of the movie that I think feels like something that they added on in hopes that it would add some levity to the movie and i th- are you what are you referring to bryce i think dallas the bryce dallas howard stuff like mm-hmm. it's to me like it it felt like there's a draft of this movie where she just leaves him like she just like kind of flakes on him and decides that it's like too much and then i think the cheating on him thing was like maybe done in service so they could do the scene where they throw axes at her painting and like light it on fire and like, I obviously she should not have cheated on him. That you know, whatever. Like I'm not forgiving that that part of the story. But they treat her so poorly, in a way that like made it feel more like a pff, women, right? Sort of, kind of like mm-hmm. like tinge to it, where it's just like, God, aren't girlfriends fucking annoying? And like. I, I don't know, like, there was there was something a little, it's a little misogynist watching it, and I don't know why, because she's not right. Like, she's, you know, like, she... But she was also written by a guy, right? Yes. Like that's, I think that's yeah. where it becomes uncomfortable, is that everything she does is, like, you know, not only do the people in the movie hate her, but her character is designed so you, as a viewer, also are, right. uh, like, not into anything that she does. She doesn't have redeeming qualities she's a two-dimensional what are you talking character. about her art is great <laughs> her, her art is great she's a two-dimensional her character making fun of in it yeah like i i feel like in the like in the movie it would have made sense for her to even like come to the hospital at the end like even mm. though she's like he hates me but i still care about him and like instead what they make her out to be is this like kind of like just amorphous villainous character and like the fact that like after she goes to pick up her stuff and he's like, fuck off, go away. Like we never hear from her again. We never see her again. Like this is a, like, I know that they're mad at each other and she got her feelings hurt and he got his feelings hurt, but like, wouldn't she care? Wouldn't you go to the hospital? And like, at least like even like texting Seth Rogen be like, I know you fucking hate me, but is he okay? If she maybe, but I, 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 I guess my question is, do we have any idea if there was a character like that in in the writer's life? I have no idea. Yeah, because I would that would I would be curious if that was like if it was in the movie because that was also something he experienced. Hmm. I'm trying to think how. I'm not like trying to push back, but I didn't find it as as egregious as maybe both of you guys did. But I think it's like I think it's interesting to have him in a relationship in the beginning and then have. Like people cheat on each other and she was having a hard time with all of it, including like 
even early on, she didn't even want to like, go into the hospital. It was just like something that made her uncomfortable, which I'm sure some real people experience. But I'm curious if any of it was drawn from life. And I see where you're coming from about, um, yeah, maybe having something where she's still checking in. But I feel like that second meeting where she comes over, they're both on the couch and he's like, your stuff, you don't even come inside. Like you walked past all your stuff and they're just icing her out. And then she's kind of like, I'm sorry I did this. Like, I want to get back together and like tries like making out with him and is like, let's start over. Like, I'll be better. Like, I want you back. And he's like, no, like get off my fucking porch. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, I don't know. Like that, that part, they make it feel like she's just manipulating him because she wants stuff from him. Yeah. Oh, really? I wasn't, I wasn't getting that as much. I just thought she was just like, she was like, realized that she, she had fucked up and like her little fleeting cheat was like she liked this man more even though it was so much harder to be with him when he was going through all that because it's a traumatic thing to go through i thought it was um, uh, the read i got and i think i'm probably closer with max in this is that like she even says like nobody came to my fucking art gallery like mm -hmm. nobody bought anything and i think it was just like i need a rebound like i need something to make me feel better Mm. and so like okay this like fucking pathetic you know cancer patient is like who's going to make me feel better by like getting back together with me i think it had like nothing to do with like um i actually really liked him i think it was like again and i think this is a this is a fault of the writing of the movie and not like a in whatever this person like this character is based off of there's a real person i don't think this is a reflection of that person i think it is purely that this character was written as in like god what a you know absolute you know apologies for using this word in this context but like god what a bitch right like Hmm. it just that that it the the presentation of the character has that tinge of it where it's like a man writing his grievances of women I, I, I get that, but I also think, like, but then, like, doesn't it balance itself out with, like, the character that, you know, his therapist that basically, like, likes him? It's not like he's a woman hater or something. He's just not. And they also kind of establish that, like, he normally dates people that end up being complete flakes and bad. I'm not trying to go completely to Pat for this. I'm just, yeah, had a, a slightly yeah, different yeah, yeah. read. But I I also get where you guys are coming from. And I, I think when you pointed out, yeah, like, I forgot about the line where she's like, Oh, no one came to my thing. And it's like, not even the Jesus guy that you were making out with Mm. or whatever. So yeah, maybe there was more to it. And she was really like, I want to be with you because even if you're not going to be around after a while, like I fucked up this thing and like, it would make me feel good. So yeah, yeah, maybe you're right about that. I, I don't know. And I'm now I'm kind of curious. I almost want to go and uh, see if, if how much of that was based on true life. Yeah. Yeah, Did, did Seth Rogen grow up in Seattle? (laughs) <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's like transplanted to Seattle. I think it's um, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't remember hearing uh, <laughs> when I was growing up. So I don't think so. <laughs> I did. You know, like uh, I'll, the the one thing I will give the portrayal of her character that I think like was out of character for what they what I'm saying that they've written about this character is that at the end he goes, "Hey, don't forget your painting," and she goes, "I made it for you." And so like that to me was like an establishment of like there is some agency here she did make that for him as a gift. And so she wants him to continue to have it, even though like it would have been another thing to be like, Oh fuck off. Or, you know, like not say anything, but it was like, Hey, I made that for you. That was mm-hmm. a thing that I made for you. You keep it. Sure. And so I did like that. I felt like that was, and like, she says it through like tears. Basically. She's just like, I made that for you. Like, so I, that to me meant that there was some, you know, like 
she had some care for him, even though it's she's had like a fucked up way of showing it. Um, mm-hmm. And again, is why I thought maybe her showing up at the hospital would have been a good character mm-hmm. thing for that character to give her some redemption by the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. I'm, I yeah, maybe I, I maybe that just would have been con- too convoluted with yeah. the new kind of like love yeah. interest and stuff. But it is interesting the Seth Rogen part because he does use him push him to go further than is healthy for him in order to get laid. Mm -hmm. And like, it doesn't really come to terms with that. That doesn't, that attitude doesn't really stop. It continues throughout the movie. Including the night that he's getting his surgery, the night before his surgery. (laughs) And the the kind of thing they show is that he's reading a book that's getting through cancer together. Yeah. And, and that's his like, oh, it's okay. He, he does care a little bit. Right. He still wants to get fucked, but it's also well, like, he's... yeah, but, but for me, I think it was like, that was also like what he assumed like would make him feel better too. Like, yes, he wanted to get laid, but he's like, Hey man, like, let's get, take your mind off of it. Let's go out. Like, this is like a way to do things. And mm-hmm. you think the whole pot, you think the whole time that like, this is all that like matters. And I, I, I like the detail of like, he was not he wasn't coming to him with the bullet points of the book, but he was reading it and trying in his own way to present things to help him through yeah. it. At least I, through, like, I what think he thought. Yeah. Would help. I think that part is true, but I do think he was genuinely using the cancer to get laid. Yeah. I think that. Oh, no, no, and, I, I'm sorry. And, I, I didn't mean he wasn't, but I, I think also, he was sort of projecting that that's also what he wanted fully. Like but, that would be but great. But then the bookstore doesn't make sense. If you're not going to take advantage of I this, will. I am. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's not Sh- for, uh, sure, but that's also, I mean, also that's admittedly like earlier on in it, and then it's, I don't think they end up doing the same thing. I think if, thing you're, gonna, if you're gonna show that and then have that continue throughout the rest of the movie without showing anything the opposite direction, then you just gotta assume that's kind of like the motivation continuing, yeah. I guess. I think that in addition to that, he also cared about him and wanted to take care of yeah. him. And not in order to get laid, but like that was also a part of it and he was willing to push him beyond what he felt uh comfortable with beyond what he was physically uh okay with beyond like uh you know to a way that was actually jeopardizing his health yeah which, which is not good um, um i was going to say sorry go ahead they didn't call him on that as much as they called Bryce Dallas Howard on yeah. like everything that she did, including paintings that weren't good enough and stuff like that. Right. It just seemed like much crueler. If you're going to, if you have somebody in your life and like, this would be an actual breakup for the writer. Right. So I can mm. understand it. Like really having some bad blood, but like where you wouldn't right. have that with your best friend who has continued to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. But it, it did seem very harsh for Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard's character and not for Seth Rogen's. Yeah. I did think as a, as a counterpoint, I think that this, it, being a movie that is written by the the real life subject of the story, um, it does do a fairly good job of presenting both Seth Rogen's character and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character as completely flawed people. Like, mm-hmm. I love the scene in the therapist's office where, like, he's walking in, he's on a phone call with his mom, and he, you know, he's like, "Okay, I gotta go, mom. I gotta go. I'm in. I'm in an appointment. Okay, I gotta go. Bye, bye, bye." And he's like, oh, my mom's so annoying. And she just goes like, so she has a husband that can't talk to her and a son that won't. <laughs> it's just like, ah, like it just like it was I it did a good job of pointing out when he was being an asshole. And like same with Seth Rogen's character. We're like, yes, he's he is a well-meaning guy and he wants to do what's, you know, like help his friend in these ways that like sort of presents him as like 
you know, like a self-indulgent person, but also like maybe a person who doesn't know how to mm-hmm. do these things and like, you know, be like emotionally available for his friend or like do things that you would think would be helpful. But like what he does know is how to fuck or like how to try and pick up girls and like, yeah, I, I kind of like that. Cause maybe that's, and I don't know that especially since Rogan's of playing his character, like, was he like that for the writer right. at the time? Like, was he like, cause it's not crazy to me that like your guy friend is like, trying to support you and is there for you, but is not necessarily going about it the right way. And maybe yeah. he's reading a book about how to take care of you and approach subjects, but like it's hard for him to get to that level of emotionality. If that a fucking word uh, and, and, you know, and just, and just, you know, meet him on the level that like more like his therapist would need to, which he also ends up, you know, George Gordon Levin's character ends up pushing back about it. Where it's like, Hey, like, I know you're using the bullet points on me and like, no one will just say like, you're going to die. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You're just going to die. And he wishes would someone would just be like real with him instead of saying it's, Oh, it is going to be okay no matter what. And it'll be fine. Um, it, it's all of this is making the conversation is making me want to explore and, and hear more about the true story yeah. and, and how much is fact and fiction. I will say uh, just one last thing about Bryce Dallas Howard. As she looks great mean as they movie. were, huh? She looks great in this movie. She's, she's a fucking smoke. She's a fucking <laughs> smoke show. I think she's so attractive, but yeah. Um, I, you said like, yeah, like a text at the end or she shows up at the hospital and like maybe just sees him fine. But like, did they need to do like the pterodactyl grabbed her and then throws her into the water and like the plesiosaur? There's not even the like, right character. There's not even the right character from Jurassic World. <laughs> She's in Jurassic World. She's that's in Jurassic World, but it's not the character that, that happens to. Hey, that should have happened to her character probably because it's really <laughs> bad that it happens to the nice nanny that did nothing. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my only gripe. I don't think that should have been yeah. in 50 50. And I'm also not sure if that happened in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to also give uh, flowers to Angelica Houston, who, um, God, is like fantastic. She's so good in this movie, and like just right. she's like she encapsulates being a mom in this that's, so that's well. That's where she was why I started bawling. Yeah, uh, like the the scene where they're sitting down in the office, and I forget he finally like turns and asks her asks her what's going on in her life. Yeah. And I forget the response, but man, I was crying. Oh, she's she's been going to a uh, mothers yeah, who have cancer, right. su- kids who have cancer support group, and she's mm-hmm. just like. I was a little surprised. I thought for some reason I, I remembered her being in it a little bit more, but I guess it is kind of part of the movie that he doesn't like want her to move in or anything, and so he's kind of keeping her at arm's length a bit. Right. Uh, he's like, I can do this all myself. You know, I don't need you to drive me. I can. Uh, I, Seth Rogen and will do it. I think like you know, like the last thirty minutes is just it's all like fucking like it just it hits. It's a gut punch for the last like thirty minutes mm-hmm. of the movie. And I think, like, Max, I think you and I have watched this movie together. And, like, Probably. both of us started sobbing at the part where he's, like, getting the anesthesia. And he's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, like, he, it, like, because the whole movie, he's kind of stone-faced about a lot of stuff. You know, like, he's just, like, it's fine. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh. And then, like, he has, like, that emotional breakdown the night before when he's trying to drive the car. But then when he's getting the anesthesia and he fully freaks out. And like he's just like he starts it starts to like catch up with him and it's almost like he's having a panic panic attack of like what happens if I wake up during the surgery? What if I don't what if it what if I don't ever wake up and like he calls for his mom in that moment? It's just like that shit fucked me up so bad. When I I mean every time I see it, it like fucks me up, but like it's just it's so brutal. Yeah. And like it's yeah, a, the last the last bit got me too. I watched it just this afternoon and it, it really got me. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta say I don't like and uh, this is probably based on real life or something, but I don't like the relationship between him and his 
uh, therapist. I don't <laughs> really, either. I don't it's either. Not okay. It's weird. And like <laughs> the fact that they end up dating at the end is completely uh-huh. inappropriate. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's it's weird because yeah, you're it's a weird it's a weird one, and I, I think it's interesting that this is a movie that that uh, you chose, and I do think is 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 ultimately I, I like, but there's there's odd things about it, like yeah. that surely is not real, right? Like it can't be, didn't happen. It I imagine I the other thing because I feel like the other thing I would like to point out in this movie, and it's a huge flub, and maybe the biggest cinema sin of all time. Uh oh, and that is. It. At the beginning of the movie, when he gets his diagnosis, he starts to tell his doctor, I, I mean, this can't happen to me, like, you know, I, I, I'm i a good person, blah, 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 I recycle. And then the in the scene where he's in the car with Anna Kendrick, and he says, can you pull over? He starts he to throw everything. out, he throws, <laughs> he throws everything. everything, including recyclables, trash, and everything in one dumpster. And that motherfucker dinner. does not recycle. I mean, <laughs> you could also argue that, like, he's just, like, not... It's he's a lot more carefree at that point. Like fuck it, I'm not even going to be here. But who knows? Yeah, I do agree. Cinema sin, and he, uh, he hit that take point. It down and he was like, me. I was only recycling to avoid cancer, and now, that <laughs> yeah, I've now got it, it's <laughs> out the window. Now that I know that it's doesn't have anything to do with it, yeah, throwing everything. Away. Um, yeah. The other guy, uh, the other thing I wanted to point out was, um, I really like his two the two people he was getting um, chemo with mm-hmm. uh, oh. Matt Frewer, who's been in and he's, yeah. like, he's one of those every guys. Yeah. But also Philip Baker Hall, who I yeah. love. And just that we don't even really get the emotional kind of, it doesn't even seem to, we don't get to see his sort of reaction re- fully when it turns out that, you know, his friend had passed away and, his, yeah. and Phil Baker Hall's like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he died. Like his heart stopped. I don't want to tell you. And he's like, he doesn't want to talk about it. And it's mm-hmm. just so sad. And, um, but they, I, I liked having those two characters. I did notice that like, there's a woman knitting next to them yeah. in the beginning. That, and it yes. feels like they don't talk to her and she doesn't introduce herself. And I was like, that okay, so, I guess she so doesn't want to participate. There are a couple parts about that. That really bugged me. I was like, what about that other person? Come on. Like, like include them, especially because this is a new person, right? And they're mm-hmm. sitting down and they're like, yeah, uh-huh. hey, let's get to know this person. Completely ignoring that other person. And Maybe I she's like staunchly it... anti-weed and she's just like, fuck these, ugh, these <laughs> reprobates. <laughs> I don't. Really I did also weird, think that the the look of the I'm I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of what movie accurately shows someone high on weed, and oh. it was weird that it was like so blurry and he's mm-hmm. like it's like all bizarre when he's walking through it and he sees the he sees like a person and he's kind of like oh a person then he sees someone like getting wheeled like into surgery and he's like oh, okay and then he sees like a body which also like I don't know if they just do that willy nilly down any hall yeah but then he kind of goes. And kind of like laughs, like he almost just can't ha- he's got handle the, it. Dude, when he's, he's leaving. got the fucking giggles, dude. You got to mm. know that's what we. Yeah, he's does like, to he's you. like, oh my god, a dead body. I got the fucking munchies. <laughs> uh, it was just weird that the the filter on it was like, this is what kind of weed is this shit? Um, but yeah, I just uh, it did. Hey, it did another look like, sin. It did look like the drunk filter in GTA Four, where it's just like it's just <laughs> yes, yeah, cool, cool, the cameras Ooh, moving around, around yeah. y'all. And yeah, when it when it all went black and white, and then the red letters came up that wasted. said "wasted," I was like, Come on, <laughs> "That's too much." He's wasted. I get it. <laughs> he went um, on a rampage, and all the cop stars went up too. Just like he's this is this is movie is very anti weed. It should they real. Like, here, so here's here's another thing. Cinema, another cinema sin that they did. Oh boy, here we go. When they're ragging on Bryce Dallas Howard, and uh, the two of those old guys are sitting in the um, and they're all getting chemo. Yeah. And uh, they both say, like, well, how come we haven't met your girlfriend? Like, what's going on there? Like, she's not coming around. And, like, she's 
you know, so bad for not going in. But then later they go to uh, Max Hedrum's house and uh, him and his wife are there. And then uh, she says, like, oh, it's nice to finally meet you, Alex. Yeah, she's never been there like, either. <laughs> she's never been there either. Come on. She didn't pick him up. Yeah. What the fuck well, are they ragging on Bryce Dallas Howard? Well, I mean, I think the idea is that, like, he they get themselves the chemo. So, like, she's not, like, and he's probably been doing it for so long. It's just, like, she's not going to the to the meetings as much. Because, to me, not going to the hospital with someone is not the end of the world. Like, I can see reasons why people would feel that way. Or he might have told his wife, like, hey, listen, I have to go do this every week or whatever. So, don't worry about it. I'll I'll drive myself there and back, and it's fine. Um, but that is funny to be like, well, we haven't met your girlfriend. It's like, I've met your fucking wife, asshole. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was, I was happy to, uh, to have, have rewatched it. Yeah. Fla- flaws and all cinema yeah. sins and all. Um, mm-hmm. the original casting, by the way, I thought this was interesting. It was not just Gordon this, Levitt. Yeah. It was James McAvoy. Yeah. Professor mm-hmm. X himself. Professor X himself. Yeah. You have some sort of mutant gene that's. Uh, attacking your spine. I mean, they could have they, they, they could have filmed both of those at the same time. They'd be bald in both. Perfect. He's like, you have to cast me as <laughs> Professor X. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I guess there was just like a conflict or something. He wasn't able. Yeah, to... Yeah, there was like a personal. I think like a personal emergency or something Vendetta. like that. Um, I also read, and I don't, I don't believe this, that Seth Rogen said that they shaved his head on the first day of filming. That doesn't seem I possible. Believe... Why not? Because he has hair for the rest of the, like, unless they filmed every scene before it, like, it just, like, that that amount of hair growth is, like, months. Well, I was trying to discern whether that hair in the beginning was, like, a wig or extensions on his mm. hair because at the very end he has kind of a buzz cut. And I yeah. feel like that could, that could have been enough time passing on shooting. Although, now I'm trying to think. Maybe it was, like, what was the shooting schedule? It was, like, shot over three weeks or... I'm trying to remember what it was where they... I saw, I looked up on the Wikipedia or something sure. and said, like, how long the shoot was. But um, that is interesting. I wonder, that would be a weird thing to lie about. Like, I know. Yeah, we actually just, did this. It just sort of feels like one of those things maybe you'd say in an interview. It's like, a, dude, we even like, <laughs> we, we shaved his head on the first day. Isn't that crazy? I wonder if it was a hairpiece. And there's also probably like scenes where he has like, he has so many hats on during the movie, including beanies that would cover up hair he actually had on that. I think yeah. it's possible that they did that. But who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. Filmed all scenes where he had hair in the first day. Yeah, and it then, must be. And then they just finished it with that one. So oh, it wasn't so. the first scene they filmed. It was just on the first it was day. Just on the That's first true. Day. And there's also, only so much in there. I'm just kidding. I don't think they could yeah. fit that. <laughs> Shooting takes a long time. Um, it could be. Well, no, because Seth Rogen's had so many scenes with him while he has hair. Because I was going to say it could have been Seth Rogen's first day right. on the set, uh, but I don't think that's possible either. I think yeah, Seth, I Ro- Seth Rogen's full of shit. He's a fucking liar. Yep, just looking for a good story. Another Hollywood, another Hollywood liar. I mean, the other thing that could happen if Joseph Gordon-Levitt grows his hair fast enough, like maybe they they you know shave it, go there, and then take a little break, and he he grows it out, and because it wasn't super long. No, but it, it feels like I think to me, and they could I guess you, it could have been a wig, but it just it felt like that's like. I don't know, three to four months worth of growth versus like yeah. a week period. Had... Uh, principal photography took place in Vancouver over a five week period beginning in March, 2010. So that's principal photography. They could have come back for pickups after the hair had grown back. Sure. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm leery, Seth, Mr. Rogan, if you're listening and I know you are, I'm a little leery of your story, but defend yourself. Donkey come on, Kong. Yeah, call in, come on the pod and defend yourself. Um, Eternal team. 
Oh God! <laughs> hey, we liked your so turtle. Cringy. We liked your turtles movie. <laughs> Mr. Well, the movie Rogan. is great. I think that that credit is cringy, but that is what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, anyways, any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, no, I'm. I'm like I said. I I think it's been a good discussion because I feel like there's. It's like you said. It's got sort of its flaws, but uh, yeah. Now I'm kind of interested to go and explore the the real life story. Yeah. See how it matches up, Max. Yeah, I'd be kind of interested with that too. Like to to tell you the truth, the first half of the movie, I was a little surprised that you picked it, and then the second half of the movie, I was again su- a little surprised that you picked it. But like, I I do think that that like it it changes its tone quite dramatically mm-hmm. in the middle, and I I mean it it builds up to it and everything like that. But the the second half, I think, is a really solid depiction, and the first half is kind of like fucking around and yeah and somewhat dated yeah yeah i agree i think that was i i mean i kind of picked it just to sort of see if i still like it as much as i used to and because i used to really like this movie a lot and i think mm. like my attitude about certain things has changed and it's yeah not the a bloom is off the rose a little bit yeah so i i still like it but mm-hmm. definitely a flawed movie but sure anyways thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye